You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Thursday. We are almost at the weekend and welcome to Locked on Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and I am riding solo tonight. That's right. It's just you, me, and whatever we're doing at this moment. I'm currently in a hotel room in State College. I'm working on my MBA, getting my college education yet again, but don't worry. It won't deter my Florida State fandom, just like I know there's nothing that will deter yours. I'm excited to have you all here tonight. If this is your first time here, welcome. You picked an interesting time. You got a Max Solo episode. I've got some topics. I'm going to try to keep myself on track. But if it's your 150th time here, well, you know that's not always the easiest thing. Again, going to do my best, but we'll see how it goes. Regardless of how many times you've been here, I want to take a moment and say thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back over and over again. We are now on pace to have our biggest week ever which will top last week, which was our biggest week ever, which topped the week before, which was our biggest week ever. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us each and every day, Monday through Friday. We love Florida State. We love talking. And because you listen, we get to talk about Florida State every single day. And that makes me incredibly happy. Today, I'm going to talk about the newcomers. It's so easy to get caught up when you follow the team every single day and It's not our full-time jobs, but we're on Twitter a lot. We're doing this podcast every evening. We're constantly talking about the team, the players, everything about it. And we kind of forget that when we were just regular fans, well, not regular, you know, when we were like yourselves, when we were rabid, enthusiastic fans, it's kind of hard to keep track of who all these people are, the comings and goings. And you kind of hear names and you're like, yeah, I I think I know who that is. I I may not. And I, I get it. I've been there. Trust me. I'm like the worst person on the planet with names. There's no shame in that game. So I thought I'd help you guys out with my solo episode tonight. I am going to go through all of the players that are new to the Florida State roster that you should expect to make an impact. If you all go back about three weeks, I guess now, well, two weeks, yeah, two weeks, that Monday we went through the offensive depth chart. That Tuesday we talked about the defensive depth chart. This week, we were highlighting players. We did our preseason MVPs for offense, preseason MVPs for defense. We split those up into returning players and newcomers, but I want to go a little deeper. I want to introduce y'all to two groups of players. One is the new kids on the block. Those are the freshmen, and don't worry, I'm not going to run through the whole 15 or 20 player recruiting class. I'm going to talk about the ones that are going to make a tangible impact, or at least I think will make a tangible impact on the field this season. And the other is a group that we have deemed the Immortals. Now, the reason we call them the Immortals is because if you've seen 300, and if you haven't, by the way, don't watch it with your kids, but you should watch it. There's a scene where the Persians are trying to break through the, the 300 Spartans. They can't do it. Xerxes, the king of Persia, very frustrated. He brings in this group called the Immortals. They wear these crazy face masks. They're like metal. Uh, They don't really talk. Pretty sure they use those curved swords. And their job is just to come in, be mercenaries, and be really, really effective on the battlefield. 
And that's what we have on our team this year. We have a cadre of nine players that looked at Tallahassee, listened to Mike Norvell's message and said, you know what? I'm going to spend my last one or two years under Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham and Adam Fuller helping set the Seminole Nation back on the path to glory. So we call them the Immortals. So let's start with the Immortals. I think I'd like to start there because frankly, they're older, they're more experienced, there's more excitement around them, and you'll probably hear their name more often. The reason I'd like to start with Dylan Gibbons is because it's no secret that our offensive line has been a laughing stock of college football. It's our biggest position of need. And he comes from the school that last year had the best offensive line in college football at Notre Dame University. He's six foot five, 321 pounds. He played 29 games at Notre Dame with one start. And you know, he's a guy who would have easily started at a lot of FBS programs, but he's going to be a great asset here. When you talk about the skill he brings, that's just one element of it. The other element is he's been in an offensive line room that knows about winning. He's been on a two different playoff teams and we need that kind of guy in our locker room. So I am very, very excited for Dylan Gibbons. But what I'm not excited for is getting back to Florida. See, I'm in State College right now, as I mentioned, and it is currently like 75 degrees outside. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the temperature it is in the summer up here. And as we've talked about, your boy sweats a lot. Just a big sweaty dude. Can't help it. Go outside in Florida. I'm sweating before I get in the car and it's horrible, but it used to be way worse. I was sweating like no joke. I, by the time, if I put a t-shirt on before I would leave the house, you could already see a mark. It was embarrassing. I mean, you don't want to be the guy at the bar who, if you stick your hand up in the air, everyone sees some pit stains. It's just, it's not disgusting. If you have that problem and you're the one I'm talking to, I'm not judging you. Cause again, I was there. So go get yourself some sweat block. There are these little wipes. You can get them at CVS. You can get them at Amazon, or you can get them right from their website, where if you go to sweatblock.com, you can use promo code locked on and get a 20% discount. You get out of the shower, you hit yourself with a sweat block wipe, and it helps you not sweat as much. It's phenomenal. I use them myself. And if you don't believe me, well, believe them. I mean, they give you a money back guarantee. If you use it, it doesn't work for you. Send them back, get your money back. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain. Go to sweatblock.com, promo code locked on. The next one I want to talk about is Andrew Parchment, redshirt senior out of Kansas at the wide receiver position. Now, Andrew Parchment is a Florida native, played high school Cypress Bay, went up to Northern Illinois, ended up at JUCO, then went to Kansas for two years. He played 19 starts at Kansas, 20 total games. He had about a thousand receiving yards in his career. But that doesn't tell the whole story. If you look at Kansas's quarterback situation last year, there was not a lot going on. I mean, you want to talk about Willie Taggart saying the cupboards weren't bare at Florida State and then being wrong then? Well, the cupboards were exceptionally bare at Kansas last year at the quarterback position. So I don't even look at those stats. I look at his junior year and he had an absolute breakout of a junior year. He had 65 catches for 831 yards and seven touchdowns, making him fifth in the Big 12 in receptions, sixth in yards and sixth in touchdowns with an average of 12.8 yards per reception. Now, if that doesn't get you excited, let me remind you, we don't have Tamori and Terry on this team. You look at our wide receiver court and we just don't know who's going to be that deep threat. So having a guy who's proven he can be a deep threat on a college field that's very exciting. And that's what we think we have in Andrew Parchment. I will I will say, I'm a little skeptical about Parchment. I really am. I think 
I get a little nervous about guys who have played at a lot of schools, plain and simple. Maybe that's biased. Maybe that's me just being a curmudgeon. I don't know. But the reality is this will be his fourth college stop if you count Juco. However, I'm not going to deny that the upside's there. And I'm a Florida State fan. I don't need to be right. I hope he proves me completely wrong and has a 1,200 yard year. But let's move over to the other side of the ball while we're talking the immortals and talk about Drake's new favorite, Joe Lang. Joe Lang is a defensive back from Holy Cross. That's right. Holy Cross. That's where Philly G went. Not uh, not the same Holy Cross that Rudy Rudiger went to. That's Holy Cross Junior College. This is Holy Cross, the FCS school in Massachusetts. Joe is a six foot tall, 217 pound. You know, I got these heights and weights off of Seminoles.com and I feel like they might be... Um, they might be putting their thumb on the scale. But anyway, he is a, again, defensive back from the FCS. Drake's hot take was that he will lead the team in turnovers. Joe played 28 games at Holy Cross. He had 101 tackles, three for loss, a sack, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. I think he had like a handful of picks and I don't know. Drake's really excited about him. He's been on mission takeaway a lot. You can hear Drake elaborate about it more in yesterday's episode. Moving on to the rest of the secondary Brandon Moore, my preseason MVP, honorable mention of the transfers, redshirt senior out of UCF. So Bam, I think, is is very similar to a McKenzie Milton, very much a diamond in the rough. He's a redshirt senior. Not a lot of people were putting a lot of stock in him. But when he was at UCF, he had 21 starts, 76 tackles, two picks, 19 pass breakups, one forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and a partridge and a pear tree. In a pear tree? Is it and? No, it's in a pear tree. In a partridge in a pear tree, right? It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for it to be and. Regardless, he ended up being out for all of 2020. No, I'm sorry. That was in 2019, all of 2019 and all of 2020. He's rehabbed. He's gotten himself back and he's coming to Florida State this fall to bolster our secondary. I, I just, I think about the mentality it must take for a guy like him or a guy like McKenzie Milton to come back from those kinds of injuries, right? It's like, I, I quit stuff all the time. Like maybe not big stuff, but if I stub my toe, I'm not going to the gym that day. It doesn't, honestly, it doesn't even have to be physical pain. I've literally gotten to the gym, been in the parking lot, realized I forgot my headphones and been like, nope, nope, headed home. And like, I'm not even doing ridiculous workouts. Like I say the gym, but I'm not probably not even breaking a sweat. You know, I'm going to gonna do some of the glamour muscles, you know, three, four sets of each, you know, whatever, four, three, four exercise. I'm going to get out of there. They play music in the gym. I don't need my headphones, but if I don't have them, I'm headed home. This guy almost lost his whole career to a devastating injury and has spent two years rehabbing himself, rebuilding himself just to get back on the field. And I love that kind of mental toughness coming into our locker room. I'm pumped to see what Bam Moore does, but he's not the only one in the defensive backfield that's coming in with the Immortals. Across from him, we're going to have Jammy, Jammy, Jammy. We just call him that, by the way. That's not his name. His name's Jamie Robinson. If you haven't heard of him, again, we've talked about him a bit, but like I said, the whole point of this episode is it's very hard to keep all these names straight. Jamie Robinson is a defensive back, a redshirt sophomore out of South Carolina, He's appeared in 22 games at South Carolina, 136 tackles. Do the math on that. You're talking like 65 tackles, 6 point, 6.5 tackles a game-ish. I mean, you know, that's some napkin math there, but I, you got to love that those kind of numbers in the SEC. And as y'all know, in the SEC, it just means more. I'm pumped to see what he does for our secondary. 
But before I go on to finish out the Immortals, talking about the defensive line and the tight end position, I got to tell y'all about betonline.ag. And as you know, I like to do that in a more fun form. I could tell you just go to betonline.ag because they have the most lines and the most props and all that. And if you sign up using promo code locked on, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But I'd rather tell you through the betonline.ag line of the day. And I'm going to pick one from the game of the years. Florida State plus nine and a half against Miami, who is a nine and a half point favorite. Come on, guys. I think Miami's so overrated this year. Everyone's decided that this is going to be Miami's year. And let's be honest, when people say it's going to be Miami's year, that means they're going to implode. It's going to be catastrophic. It's going to be cataclysmic. It is going to be embarrassing. And Miami Miami is going to fall victim to having Manny Diaz as their head coach. And there is no way they win this game by nine and a half points on Saturday, November 13th. So go ahead and book it. The betonline.ag line of the day is the game of the year. Florida State plus nine and a half at home against the Miami Hurricanes. And while I'm expecting the wheels to fall off at Miami this year, you shouldn't be expecting the wheels to fall off of your car. But if you are, you need to get that fixed and you could take it to a dealership or you could take it to a mechanic and you could potentially pay an arm and a leg to have some basic repairs done because let's be honest, that's just how those places work. Or you can go to rockauto.com. You can check their massive selection, their easy to navigate interface and get the part you need at a low price delivered to you very, very quickly. So go to rockauto.com, save your money. Don't go to the dealership, rockauto.com. So I think what's going to happen is I'm going to finish out with the rest of the immortals here. And then I'm probably going to kick it over to Drake to talk about the new kids on the block tomorrow. Just looking at time. I don't want to, don't want to keep y'all too long on this Thursday. And then we'll give you a nice, easy Friday, just a solo dolo ride with Drake. So down at the defensive line, we have my personal favorite immortal, Jermaine Johnson. Now, Jermaine Johnson is a redshirt senior out of UGA. He is an SEC guy. He's probably going to be the best player on this defense, and he is just one part of the Swiss Army knife that's going to be our defensive line this year. You know, it's like we're getting closer to the season and the lies are getting more elite because I'm just getting so much more excited. It's like I don't want to get excited, but I can't help it. Jermaine Johnson was in 21 games at Georgia. He had 36 tackles, eight of those are TFLs, and he had seven and a half sacks. No one on our roster last year even got close to that kind of production. If we divide it by like his total 21 games, it's what, one sack every three games? So that would have been in one season, 12 games. So that's four. that would have been four sacks. No one on our roster even had four sacks last year. We were a barren wasteland when it came to sacks. And now we've got a guy who can actually get after the quarterback. Gosh, I'm so excited about this kid. In fact, his career high is four tackles in a game against number two Alabama. So you want to know if this kid can shine under the brightest lights? Yeah, he can. He's done it. He is a proven commodity coming down to Florida State. I mean, he's an NFL guy. I don't know how many NFL players we have on this roster. I assume it's not that many, but this is one of them. So getting him from UGA really moved Odell up a notch in my book. I mean, Odell has been going up notch after notch in my book with the transfers he's brought in, what we're hearing about the D-line and the recruiting that he's done on the trail. But Jermaine Johnson really is the jewel in his crown, the feather in his cap. And if you don't know Jermaine Johnson's name, please learn it. And if you don't take anything else from this podcast, know that you should know Jermaine Johnson's name because he is going to be fun to watch this fall. And I would go as far to say, 
we are lucky to have him here just because it's going to be fun to watch him play college football. Sorry. All right. Got excited there. Y'all know I get fired up though. It's just, uh, it's just what I do, but keeping along with the D line kind of. So we've got a D lineman slash linebacker in Marcus Cushney. And you may remember his name. He was the most recent transfer we had on the defensive side of the ball. He comes in as a redshirt junior. He'll have two years of eligibility because of the COVID year out of Alabama A&M. That is a HBCU. They play in the SWAC. And if you think, oh, well, that's the FCS. Like, can he perform on this stage? I mean, Max, you were just hyping up a guy from Georgia. Now we're talking about a guy from the FCS. Well, your name, your name might be Dave Weiss, or you might just be someone that is applying a reasonable, logical criticism to me being excited about this transfer, because I don't want to become a Miami where we're like, every time anyone commits to us, we're going to act like they're the best player on the planet all of a sudden, but that's not what I'm doing here. Kushni brings three things that I really like. One, he has a great high school pedigree. He had 99 tackles in his senior year at Palm Beach Central. Number two, Marcus also brings great college stats. He had seven sacks last year, and I know it was in the SWAC, but there's actually, I think it's 10% of the NFL played in the FCS, so talent does come out of there. I think he was less of a case of he needed to leave his school and we went and slummed it in the SEC, F, or SEC in the FCS, and more of a case of a guy who looked around and went, hey, I'm tearing up the FCS. I just got my degree. I can go anywhere. I want to try to go up to the FBS. And we took a chance on him. And I think it's going to pay off. I, I really do. And even if it doesn't necessarily pay off, pay off in his play on the field, I'm excited about the mentality he brings to the locker room. He was a second team academic All-American last year. He got his degree, graduated summa cum laude from Alabama A&M. So very intelligent guy and will be a great add to the locker room. And finally, I want to talk about my honorable mentions. These are guys that aren't really part of the Immortals because they transferred year before last, but I want to mention them anyway because you should know their names. The first one is Jordan Wilson. He was a tight end that transferred here from UCLA last year, but then he got injured before the season and wasn't able to play at all. Now, Jordan Wilson is more of a, I guess, a traditional tight end, if you will. I mean, he's definitely not a Kyle Pitts, um, not even really a Cam McDonald. He's six foot four, 265 pounds. Drake likes to refer to him as a six lineman. I think that's probably a pretty accurate summary of his talents, although he can move a little bit. I've seen videos of him from practice where he's getting down the field, he's catching balls. So I'm really interested to see how Mike Norvell uses him. And finally, I'm going to give a little bit more due to the man himself, Mackenzie Milton. I wanted this to be kind of educational and be like, all right, let me talk about the guys that maybe you don't hear about every single day, but I got to give Mackenzie Milton a, a little bit of lip service. I guess lip service has a negative connotation. Regardless, the leader of the Immortals is Mackenzie Milton. Potential Heisman winner a couple of years ago, obviously didn't win it, but he led UCF to a, uh, a quote-unquote national championship. And regardless of the legitimacy or not of that national championship, he's an incredible quarterback. The injury that happened to him was absolutely devastating, but we've seen great things in videos. We're hearing good things out of practice, and we're really hoping that he's a missing link that we need to get this team on the path to greatness. I'm excited to see what all of the Immortals bring to the team. And I'm honestly really excited to hear how Drake breaks down the new kids on the block for y'all tomorrow. So thanks for stopping by today. I was your host, Max. I wasn't joined by any of my friends, but hey, it's lonely at the top. So y'all have a phenomenal Thursday. I love you. I appreciate you listening. I'm Max, and this was Locked on Seminoles. 